guys. All right, what's up? How's everybody doing? That's awesome, man. Hey, I haven't seen you guys in a year. Oh, oh. I th listen, I told the 930, and I fully intend this. I promise I'm going to do this. The first Sunday of every year till Jesus comes and I'm here, I'm saying that joke. I love it, man. I love that joke. That joke never gets old in my book, man. Hey, if today's your first time here, my name's Mark, and I'm the lead pastor, and we're just excited to have you here. Now, now, if you are here for the first time, somewhere around you is this card, and we call it our connection card. And uh, all you've got to do is fill out as much as you'd be willing to. If today's your first time, uh, take it to the welcome area, that area right there in that picture right there in the lobby. We've got a free gift for you. All right, so if you're here for the first time, we've got a free gift for you. We'll just exchange the gift for the card and uh, just take uh, two seconds. All right, but we want to get that to you after the service today. And maybe you're not a first-timer. Maybe you're new. You've been coming for a little bit. You're a returning guest. And uh, for some reason or another, I've just never met you, never shook your hand, never said thanks for coming. I'd love to do that today really quick after church. I'll be at the welcome area, and if you've been coming for a little bit, uh, we have something that we've put together especially for you, and I'd love to just give that to you as well. Shake your hand, say thanks for being here at the beginning of the year, man. It's the first Sunday of the new year, and that means, with a new year, means we're in a new series that we are calling Next Level. And, and listen, I am so excited about what God has for our church this year. I mean, I'm excited for what God has for our church this year. But listen to me for just a second. I am extremely excited for what God has for our church this month. All right? I am so excited about what God has for our church this month. I'm talking over the next four weeks. All right? I'm so excited for what God has for us. Say, Mark, what is it? What, what's happening here over the next four weeks that you're so excited about? I'll tell you at the end of the sermon. So you got to listen to the whole thing. That's called a teaser right there. You got to listen to the whole thing, and I'll tell you at the end. But we're starting a new series called Next Level. And let me ask you a question. How many of you, just by showing your hands, just by raising your hand, want 2019 to be better than 2018? Put your hand up. Hands up. Almost every hand is up. Some of you didn't raise your hand, so you're like, you know, I feel like I peaked in 2018. It's just downhill from here. I don't really know. And uh, you're just saying you don't want this one to be just, you know, over. I don't really understand. But most people, everybody, everybody wants this year to be better than last year, right? Everybody at some level wants this year to be better than last year. You've got things you want to do, places you want to go, things you want to see and things you hope to get accomplished. Everybody wants this year to be better than last year. And listen, listen, so do I. I want that for me. I want that for my family. I want this year to be better than last year for our church. But can I just tell you, uh, that's not what we're talking about in this series. This is not a series about, hey, if you try hard, you can go to the next level this year. Hey, if you make better decisions, you can go to the next level this year. If you, make, uh, you, know, if you save more money, you can go to the next level this year. That's, that's not what this is about. Those are probably all true, but that's not what this is about. This series and this month, what we're doing to kick off this year is, hey, if you just grit your teeth and try harder, 2019 be better than 2018. Better is fine if that's all you want. But here's what I believe. I believe that if you and I will truly lean into the power of God, then this year we will go to the next level. See, that, see, there's better, but then God has power for us. God has more for us. And if we were to lean in to everything that God has for us, then this year, you and I, we would really live and move at that other level, at the level of the power of God. So I just want to urge you today 
Don't settle for better, for, for better, rather. Let's aim for next level living at the power of God. So how do you do that? The way that you do that is with prayer. The, the way that you do that is through prayer. And so, so this month, this series, we're talking about prayer. And I don't know really how that lands on you. I don't know, oh man, a series on prayer. It sounded so much more exciting a second ago. And see, the looks on some of your faces, that's what you're thinking right now. And so, so, let me, so, so let me show you what I'm talking about. I got a friend I want to bring up. Everybody give it up for Trevor Huff. Trevor, come on up here. Give it up for my main man here. Trevor Huff's going to come. Uh, and, and Trevor is uh, going to help us out with the sermon. This, this was the coolest part of the 930. All right, the 930 lost their ever-loving minds at this point. So this is a cool thing that, that I, I love what we're about to do here. Trevor Huff, ladies and gentlemen, skilled professional musician, comes on the stage right now. And, and I want you to imagine that the guitar in the hands of this skilled professional, it's us, all right? The guitar is us. Now, here's what you need to know about this guitar. This guitar is plugged in, right? It's plugged in. It's connected to, to amps and speakers, and it's connected to all of these blinking pedals that honestly to me look like a bomb. I don't really know what this is or what it does. But it, it's connected, and it is turned on, and because it is in the hands of a guy who knows what to do, and it's plugged in and connected Trevor can take that plugged-in guitar and do this. Yes! That was awesome! <laughs> That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Listen, I told him at the 930 right now, I totally mean it. I'm going to have Trevor up here every single Sunday from now on the whole time I'm preaching. Every time I say something I feel is good, he's just going to riff. You know what I'm saying? He's going to bring it. It's awesome, it's awesome. Okay, same thing. But let's unplug the guitar, right? Let's unplug it. So, so same guitar, Trevor's still up here. He's got it in his hands, knows what he's doing. But, but, but the unplugged guitar, Trevor, now, now do that. See a difference? Do you may see a difference there? See, a second ago, it was plugged in, and then we heard a massive difference when he unplugged it, when he disconnected it. Good up for Trevor. Thanks, Trevor. It's awesome, 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 awesome. See, here's what's going on with a lot of us. A lot of us are used to living our lives unplugged and disconnected from the power source. Amen? Hello? We're figuring it out on our own. We're making the decisions on our own. We're trying to think of what the next best move is for me, for our family. A lot of us are used to living at the level of unplugged and disconnected. But prayer, prayer takes us out of our resources, out, out of trusting in our own strength and resources, and plugs us into God and his resources. Prayer takes me out of my limitations and plugs me in to everything that God has. So can I just be honest with you? I'm not interested at all in seeing what our church can do this year. I'm not at all, man. I'm not interested at all in seeing what I can do this year. But I am extremely interested in seeing what God can do through this church this year. Hello? I am extremely interested in seeing what God can do in and through my life this year. I don't want to see just what we can do this year. I want to see what God can do through us this year. And that is next level. 
So here's what we're doing. So as we're kicking this, you start a series on prayer. I mean, you can make people feel bad for not praying enough. Those are the best sermons, aren't they? Those are great. They're just when the preacher makes you feel like dirt, right? Or, or he could give you, I could give you some tips on prayer, and I'm not going to do any of that today. Because here's what I want to do. All I want to do, I want to cast a vision. I just want to throw the net out and see if we catch anything this morning. I want to cast a vision for our church, for what I believe is an open door for God to invite us into a next level of living. And so I just want to show you a very small verse, one of my favorite verses in the entire Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20. All right, if you've got your own Bible, go ahead and open it up so you can see that verse. You can underline it, highlight it in your own scripture. Go ahead and turn your phone on to that verse so you can highlight it, underline it, whatever you want to do. But I love this verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20. This is the Apostle Paul, and Paul says this, For the kingdom of God does not consist in talk, but in power. Let's read that again. That is so short. I want us all, let's all read it together out loud. Everybody read this together out loud with me. The kingdom of God does not consist in talk, but in power. See, God is inviting us in 2019 not to live at the level of talk. God's inviting us to live at the level of power. That is next level living, guys. So how do we get there? If 2019 is really going to go to the next level, how does that happen? Well, the first thing that's got to happen is if 2019, we're really going to go to the next level, then you and I, we need a bigger vision. We need a bigger vision for this year than likely what we already have for this year. A lot of us, everybody walks into the new year with, with goals, right? We're excited, you know, new year, new me, yay, right? It's what we say, and everybody makes resolutions or goals, and and it really doesn't matter what the year is. It doesn't matter what happens in the year. I mean, everybody makes the same resolutions usually every single year. Usually the same top four or five, right? You tell me, what's the number one resolution everybody makes every year? You tell me. Lose weight or exercise, always number one. Lose weight, exercise, always number one. What, what do you think, uh, one of the other two, top three or four? What do you think's the next one? So, somebody said it. What'd you say? I think it was Jacob over here. Save money. Finances is always number two. Save money, invest, whatever. Say, next one, travel more. Travel more. Lindsay's traveling. There we go. Lindsay comes up to me and said, I'm going to be in Scotland next Sunday. And, she, and I said, oh, so you're not going to be here. And um, she really is going to go to Scotland next week. And uh, it's just down the road. Take a lift. And um, I want a new job or a different job. Not me. I'm not just saying that out loud. That's the number one. That's one of the top four resolution of the year is, is Exercise, finances, traveling, and then I want a new job or a different job. Those are always the top four. And there's nothing wrong with those. If that's one of your resolutions, your goals. Hey, listen, those, those are great. They're fine. But here's what I want to submit to our church today. I want to submit that our goals for this year ought to be as big as God's goals for this year. Anybody? Our goals for this year ought to be as big and as wide as God's goals for this year. So the question is, what's God's goals for you, for me, for our church, for our world this year? And Paul tells us in the verse that we just read. See, Paul is talking about this thing. He says, for the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? You read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus is always talking about, he's, he's doing things about the kingdom of God. The reason Jesus is always healing people is because in the kingdom of God, there's no sickness or disease or death. 
The reason Jesus is always driving out demons from people is because in the kingdom of God, Satan and his demons don't have a place. They've been fully defeated by the time the kingdom of God is fully, uh, fully uh, landed, fully come to, to be seen. Jesus is always talking about the kingdom of God. The first thing that he said in the book of Mark, Mark 1.15, says this, the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand, it's here. First thing he talks about is the kingdom of God. What is it? Well, really simply, the kingdom of God is earth looking a little bit more like heaven. That's what it is. The kingdom of God is, is Jesus' rule and reign being seen, visible, manifest in every part of our lives and every part of creation. So every time somebody gives their life to Jesus, the kingdom of God is coming into the world. Every time somebody is healed from sickness or disease, the kingdom of God is coming into the world. It doesn't matter if it's miraculous healing or it doesn't matter if it's just through quote-unquote natural means of doctors and medicine. God's the healer. There's no sickness or disease in the kingdom of God. Every time anybody is healed, it, it is the kingdom of God coming into the world. Every time somebody plants a church that lifts up Jesus, the kingdom of God is coming into the world. You might not know this about uh, your job, your vocation, but listen, it doesn't matter what your, uh, your calling is, doesn't matter what your job or vocation is, doesn't matter if you're a teacher, a lawyer, a construction worker, a janitor, a CEO, a manager, stay-at-home mom, dad, grandparent, you're a student on the pathway to a career, it doesn't matter what your job is, you're a salesman, you work in retail, if your job or vocation leads to the flourishing the improvement of other people and the world, then that is the kingdom of God coming through your job. Did you know that? That's the kingdom of God coming through your vocation. By the way, that'll change the way you do your job if you know that, just by doing your job and the flourishing of the world coming through you. That's the kingdom of God, guys, coming into your life. But what God wants to do this year is God wants to bring the kingdom through us. But God doesn't just want to bring the kingdom through us. God wants to bring the kingdom of God in us. God wants to bring the kingdom of God into our lives. So maybe this year, maybe 2019, you want, 20, you, you want less anxiety in 2019 than you had in 2018. You want less anxiety, fear, worry in 2019 than you did in 2018. Listen, there's some and tricks and strategies that we can give so that you can find more and more that you're, that you're walking away from fear and anxiety. But can I tell you, if that's what you want, what you really are looking for is you are looking for Jesus to tear down your old kingdom and to build his kingdom in your life, a kingdom where you know and you are rooted in the love of God and you know that in Christ you are safe. Listen, Jesus didn't come to do some tweaks in our life. He didn't do some minor improvement in our lives. Jesus came to, to, to completely tear down our old kingdoms and to build up his kingdom in our lives. So what God wants to do in our lives, through our lives in 2019, Jesus wants to bring the kingdom in us wants to bring the kingdom through us. So I don't know what your goals are, but we need goals as big as God's goals, and God has kingdom goals for your life. But not only that, next thing, last thing, we'll spend the rest of the time here. See, if we're really going to go to the next level in 2019, yeah, we need a bigger vision, but also in 2019, we can't settle. We can't settle. 2019, you ever settled for anything? Right? You could have had this, and instead you got that. Don't look at your spouse. This is not a good time to look at the person you're married 
to, all right? You don't, do, don't do that. Yeah, I know what that means. No, don't do it. Look ahead, guys, all right? Look, look at me, everybody, all right? Don't look at your spouse right now, all right? right? We've all done that, right? We've all settled for things. Good idea. You said you settled for that. I'll tell you how I've done that. It's so easy. It's so subtle, settling. I'll tell you how I do that a lot. Um, I gave my life to Jesus when I was 18, about a year or so after that. I just really felt and believed, and other people confirmed that that I really felt that God was calling me to vocational ministry. Now, now listen, when I say that, every single Christian is called to ministry, all right? It's not a small group that's called, and everybody else just sits on the sidelines and watches the called. Every one of us in Christ are called to ministry. Our ministry looks different, but we're all called. And I just felt that God was calling me to vocational ministry. All that means is that this is what I do full time, right? Here, doesn't mean that this, like I'm preaching in this room about 24 hours a day, like while nobody's here, that'd be weird. But it's just what I do full time for a living. For a, I just felt like, hey, that's what God was calling me to do. So I went to Bible college, graduated from Boyce Bible College in Louisville. And then I went to seminary and I graduated from the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Just the name alone says that it's the place to go to party. And then after seminary, I, I, went, I, I did some other degrees and, and things like that. And anybody that knows me, they'll tell you I love to read. Love to read. I'm constantly talking about books and giving books away. I'm constantly just reading books. And here's the thing. I can settle when it comes to God, and I can get up here, and I can talk to you and preach to you about the power of God to change you, the strength of God to totally transform your life. But when it, but when it comes to me, leaning into that for me, a lot of times I settle for ideas. Do you see what Paul says? Watch this. Look at this verse again, 1 Corinthians 4.20. For the kingdom of God does not consist in what? Talk, but in what? Power. The kingdom of God doesn't consist in talk, but in power. Do not summit, listen to me, do not settle for talk when God has power for us. But talk is easy, isn't it? Isn't talk easy, right? Here's why talk is easy, because talk is safe. Talk is safe. I can talk about God's ability to change us, but if I, but if I want to go to the level of power, that might mean that I got to repent of the sin that got me in the mess in the first place. Oh, right? Talk is easy. Talk is safe because power, power means that I can talk about our community needs Jesus. Look at the addiction. Look at everything in Hazard in Perry County, Eastern Kentucky. Our community needs Jesus. It's easy to talk that way, but there's another level where I say, wait a second. What if God wants to use me to do something about it? Hello? Right? Talk is easy, but power is another level because if I want to go to that level, it might mean that I've got to let go of some things that honestly I don't want to let go of. Hello? Talk is safe. Power is another level. Do not settle for talk when God has power for you. What would you rather do? Would you rather talk about how Jesus can change your life or would you rather experience it? You tell me. What would you rather do? Would you rather talk about how Jesus is the hope of the world or be a part of bringing the hope to the world? Would you rather talk about how Jesus can change the city or would you rather see it and be a part of it? What would you rather do? Would you rather talk or would you rather experience the power of God? 
Now listen to me, listen to me. I see a lot of you shaking your heads, you're leaning in. The power of God, a lot of times, guys, doesn't look like power. The power of God, a lot of times, doesn't look like power. I hear some people. People come to me and say, Mark, I went to this thing. I went to this church, and it was loud, and it was exciting, and things were happening. Man, there was power in that place. And listen, power a lot of times can look like that. But can I tell you that when Paul says, listen, the kingdom of God's not all talk. It's power. When Paul says that, he's in jail. There were a group of people walking around, and they were saying that Paul's not spiritual. We're spiritual. Paul doesn't know Jesus. We know Jesus. When Paul says this, his reputation is ruined. He'd been literally beaten up falsely accused. Paul didn't look like he had power. Paul looked like a failure. Paul had some physical condition, some sickness. Nobody really knows what it is. Prayed that God would heal him. God didn't heal him. Paul looked weak. But do you know what he said about power? Paul said that God's power, you finish it, is perfected in my what? You say it. Weakness. God's power is perfected in my weakness. Some of you are like this. Listen, I'm all about power. Man, I know the word of God. Listen, I got the personality to do this. I'm all about power. Bring me the power. I want power. I can handle power. God, give me power. And you're just so confident in yourself that you don't realize that God is deathly allergic to pride. Hello? Hello? And some of you are sitting there saying this, man, there's no way that God would give me power. I lost my health in 2018. I got diagnosed with this in 2018. I have chronic pain every single day. I can't have power. I don't know the Bible. I can't have power. Every time I try to stand up for Jesus, I freak out, and then I just withdraw back into my shell. I can't have power. I feel so weak. And can I tell you that if you feel weak today, you are a prime candidate for power. You are a prime candidate for the power of God to move in and through your life. And listen to me. Prayer is the pathway to power. Prayer is the pathway to power. Power comes through power. Prayer is a conduit, all right? Prayer is a conduit. Power comes in our lives through the Holy Spirit, through the channel of prayer. Prayer takes me out of my resources and what Mark can do plugs me into what God can do. Can I just tell you, I'm not interested in what Summit can do this year, but man, am I interested in what God can do through Summit this year. I'm not interested in what I can do. I always feel this pressure at the beginning of the year. People always come and ask me, Mark, what are we doing this year? Mark, how are we changing the world this year? Mark, what are goals for this year? What heels are we charging this year? Can I just tell you honestly, the answer to that question for me this year is that if God would make this house a house of prayer, that would be a miracle. Amen? Amen? Right? So I'll tell you what we're not going to do. We are not going to talk about prayer this month. We're going to do it. We're not going to talk about prayer. We're going to do it. Now watch this. Some of you need to lean in. The devil hates that we would dare move from talk and try to go for power. The devil hates it. Watch this. Watch. Look at me. Look at me. This is going to be the hardest month for our church probably on record because we're not going to talk about prayer. We're going to do it. And the devil hates when you, set, when you don't settle for talk and you want power. This is going to be the hardest month. So, so some of you, I said this in the 930 and I meant it. Some of you have been amening and you're leaning in and you're shaking your head yes all, all morning long with this sermon. I need you to know that we have ticked the devil off this morning. Hello? Listen, because guys, stuff is real. 
I mean, hello, does anybody think that? This stuff is real. Jesus is not dead, he's alive. All right, we're celebrating the dude that died, came back to life. There really is a devil who hates the fact that we wouldn't settle for talk and we would dare to move into the power of God. So the devil is going to come after us. The devil is going to try to attack us. And so I said this in the 930, and I'll say it again. Some of you are looking at me, and you're leaning in, and you're amening. But I want to give you the permission slip right now to check out. You don't have to do anything on the outside, but say, wait a second, that sounds real scary. I think I'm just going to come and watch from the sidelines. I don't really know if I'm in all of a sudden. And you know what? If that's you, if that's you, then you will settle for talk. But the kingdom of God does not consist in talk. It consists of power. Do you want power for your family? Do you want the power of God for your sons and daughters, church? Hello? Do you want the power of God for this community? Do you honestly believe Jesus is the only hope that this community and that the world has? Do you believe it? Do you want power of God for our community? Well, we're not going to talk about prayer. We're going to do it. So today, so today, so right now, today, I'm inviting our church. I'm challenging our church to, to join in and to take part uh, beginning today all the way through the last Sunday of the month. 21 days of prayer and fasting. Some of you just freaked out. Fasting, ah, right? So I just lost some of you, and it's okay, all right? Now, some of you, on the other hand, you're so fired up and pumped right now, you're thinking this, yes, prayer and fasting. I'm not eating for 21 days, all right? You will last five minutes, all right? Slow your roll, all right? Slow down, all right? Let me tell you what fasting isn't. Fasting isn't torturing yourself. Some of you are like, oh, this sounds horrible. Why did we come to church today, right? Fasting is not torturing yourself. Here's what fasting is. Fasting says, I would rather, I would rather have, I would rather go with it. I would rather have more of God, so I'm gonna go without this. God, I want more of you, so for a brief selected period of time, God, I want you instead of this. So maybe you're going to fast from lunch for a couple of days over the next 21 days. You're going to fast from social media or some kind of television show for a little bit or maybe uh, something like that. See, the Bible doesn't tell us exactly what to fast from, so what that means is there's a lot of freedom. And the time that you would spend maybe eating that meal or every time you have a desire to look at that, to do that thing that you're fasting from, you're going to use that as a trigger to pray. And instead of uh, that, you know, you're going to fast from lunch, you're going to spend that meal in prayer and seeking God in his word, but I'm calling our church to pray in the fast beginning today for the next 21 days. If you open up the Summit app right now, we've already put some more resources in there for you to check out. It's also on our website every single day in the Summit app. It's the first ones in there right now in the devotion section. There's devotions every single day for the next 21 days to help us through this journey of prayer and fasting. We're going to go through a, a, a devotional called Awakening. This Wednesday night at 6.30, we're going to start the midweek service back. This Wednesday night at 6.30, we're going to talk about nuts and bolts of prayer. How to pray, what to say when I pray. We're going to talk about spiritual warfare prayer and how to use the authority that we have in Jesus to pray. And you might say, I don't even know what that means, but I think I need to hear it. You do. Trust me, you do. And so, so we're going to do that this Wednesday, uh, starting this Wednesday night at 6.30. And then the final Friday of this month, we're going to have a 24-hour prayer event. Beginning 
Next week, we're going to let people sign up for time slots, and you can do it at your house or if groups of people want to get together. But we're going to have 24 hours for on the beginning, the last Friday of this month, where people in our church are praying for 24 hours. Somewhere in this community, at your house or wherever you want to go, we are praying for certain things. We're going to give you resources that you can use to pray. We're going to pray nonstop for 24 hours. Why are we doing all this? Here's why. Because we don't want to settle for the level of talk when God has power for us. Amen? God has power for you. So right now, somewhere near you, there's this index card. I don't know where it is. Uh, I think in the first service, I see a lot of them on your seats or maybe in the back of the seat there. Go ahead and grab this index card. And this is yours. You're not turning this in. You're not about to do anything with this. This is going to be yours. You're taking this thing with you, okay? And here's what I want you to do on this card here. We've got it up here on the screen. Answer this question for me on this card. Maybe you're prepared to today. Maybe you're not. That's fine. You're going to take some time to pray about it. Where do you want to go to the next level this year? What do you want to see God, or what do you want to see, rather, go to the next level this year? Here's the thing. It can only happen by the power of God. Not, hey, I'm gonna, if, if, if I tried hard, I could really do this. If I had enough money towards that, I could really pull it off. No, 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 no. We are taking this card, and we're going to write on it our next level prayer. And I want to challenge you. Put it in a place where you'll see it every single day. Maybe your bathroom mirror. Maybe your dashboard on your car. Maybe your Bible. Maybe you want to write it on here. Maybe you're afraid to lose it. I think that's probably what I'll do. I'll take a screenshot of it. Just keep it on my phone. Make it my wallpaper so I can see it every single day. Write it down and put it in a place where you'll see it and pray it until God brings the kingdom. What is your next level prayer for you? What? want to see go to the next level in our community, in your school, in this world, only by the power of God. Because this year, we will not settle for talk when God has power. Pray with me today. And just as we are, just as we're moving into a time of prayer here, just take a second and ask God those questions there that were on the screen. God, what would God, what's my next level prayer? God, what where do I want to see you take me, take my family to the next level that can only happen by the power of God? What's maybe at my school or a community or where I work? I want to see it really go to the next level. And by next level, we mean the power of God. Jesus is bringing the kingdom there. It looks more like heaven then than it does now. Jesus, what is our next level prayer. And some of you know the answer to that instantly, and others of you don't, and it's fine. It's totally fine. So just take maybe this week or however long until God says, this is what your next level prayer is. But Summit, let's not settle for talk when God has power. Right now, just with every head bowed, with every eye closed, just a simple declaration this morning. If you are here and you would say, this year, I want to live at the level of the power of God for my life. Would you just put your hand in the air right now so we can pray for you? Lift your hand up high. Put it up right now. I want to live at the level of the power of God. Put your hand up. Almost every hand in this room is going up. Father, I pray that we would live at that level, not simply raise our hands and then walk away, but raising our hands or our hearts this morning, God, it is an act of putting the flag in the ground to say today we are starting something. We are done with talk. We're done with living at the level of my best effort when the power of God is on the table. God, that is what we want.
And so, Father, right now, God, just as your Holy Spirit is, is moving and, and speaking to us, God, maybe there are people here in the room who say, for me to live at that level, I need to let go with some things. For me to live at the level, for the power of God to really begin to come in and through my life. I've got to let go of some things. I've got to confess some things. I've got to let God deal with me some things that, Mark, if I'm honest, I'm really scared about letting that go and letting God in that place. But I know if I want to go to that level, I've got to, I've got to let God deal with me about some things. If that's you, would you just put your hand up right now so I can pray for you? I've got to let some things go if that's going to happen. I've got to, I got to, I got to let God deal with me. Hands are going up just all over, several hands. Thank you for that in the middle. Thank you for that hand that just went up. Anybody else? Just put your hand up. I see that hand over there. God bless you towards my left. Anybody else? Anybody else? Father, open up our hands because God, the enemy right now is running wild through this room saying you can't live at that level. You, you can't let that go. You can't trust God that way. Father, the enemy is a liar, and by the power of Jesus Christ, the authority that you've given us in his name, Father, we just take a stand against every lie the enemy would want to throw at every single one of us today. And Father, we choose the next level. We choose the power of God. And Father, that power, that power may look like weakness. That power led Jesus to the cross. He looked defeated, but he rose three days later. Jesus, there might be people in the room right now, they just feel weak. God, at some point in 2019, we're all going to feel weak. Weakness always leads to life. Weakness is always a pathway to power. And so, God, for those who feel weak today, pray that the power of God is perfected in us, God. But those, maybe we need to confess pride and let you deal with us about some self-centeredness where it's about our kingdom and not your kingdom. Jesus, tear that kingdom down. Help us to lay that pride down. But guys, the only way this can truly happen is Jesus is your Lord and Savior. He's in your life. It's where it starts. So is he? You might be here today, and you know for the very first time, you know you're not saved. You know you're not a Christian. And yes, you're a good person, but this is different. Is Jesus really your Lord and Savior because he wants to be? Listen, Jesus didn't come into the world to judge it or condemn it. He came to love it and save it. And you might be here today and say, well, I got a lot of questions. I got doubts. And, and you can't come to God with those kind of doubts and questions. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You don't need to have all your objections and questions and fears and doubts resolved before you come to God. You can come to God just as you are today. So today, if you need Jesus Christ in your life, you want to be saved, I'm just going to pray a prayer just to try to help you express what God might be doing in your life. And today, if you want to give your life to Jesus, just pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, forgive me for my sin. Come into my life and save me today. I give my life to you right now for the first time. Be my Lord and Savior. Jesus, thank you for everything you've done for me. It's in your name I pray.